Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We're on board. On board. Huge numbers today in the stream. Thanks to everybody for over there uh, on the, the Bud Light live stream for watching the program and paying attention to it on all the different platforms, whether it's YouTube, Facebook fan page. You can find us over on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch TV. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. And if you're looking for a boat, new or used, if you're looking for accessories, especially this time of year, maybe for the a gift for the boater in your life, Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. The one out in Pewaukee is the one that I go to. Go in and ask for Todd, the GM. Make you a deal, whether it's new or used. Now's the time to buy because they've got inventory. So, <laughs> And God knows that people aren't throwing them on the water right now, but if you want to get one and get ready for next year and still do it within this season, you can do it. Go ahead and give them a shout. That's Skipper Buds in Pewaukee and uh, good people there. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Let's go to Kevin from Green Bay. Kevin, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. I'm doing fine. Glad to be on your show. Long-time listener, first-time caller. So uh, Glad to have tough. you. So a couple of things. Uh, first of all, talent. You know, even if you believe that this team is mediocre in talent, they're still underperforming because they're not 500. I mean, to me, it's kind of simple as that. The other thing is, is last Good week point. against Dallas, I said, you know, Alan Lassard, we had high hopes for him. Not that he was going to be this shining number one or anything, but at least a legit number two. And I think his performance has really been disappointing. And I like the guy. I think he does a great job blocking on run plays. But, yeah, he has really underperformed, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know if you saw the stat or not, but Aaron Rodgers has now gone 16 straight games without a 300-yard uh, passing game. Mm-hmm. 16 yep. straight games. And one final thing, just a kick in the teeth for Packer fans. The Vikings win two more. They win the division. <laughs> right. I'm all, thanks, Joe. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Don't be a stranger either. No, I, I did post that stat. CBS Sports had that up that they talked about all the different quarterbacks and even the really, I would say, sub-mediocre quarterbacks that have thrown for a 300-yard passing game. And they started listing them all, and they said in the last 16, and the guy that has not thrown for one, which we would never guess that, but has been Aaron Rodgers. I I, I get it. I get it. It is, uh, it is, fru- now, yeah, but you may bring up a good point. If you believe you have average talent, then you should have an average record. You should be at least 500, <clears throat> and you're not. It is such a delicate line between the haves and the have nots in the NFL. I, I 100% agree with that. Um, but he's, he brings up a good point. If you're even average, even average then you should be a 500 team. And coaching can make you average or sub-average or great or horrific. And right now, it's just a lot of ineptitude, for lack of a better term. Uh, let's go to Ron listening to us out in Tucson, Arizona. Ron, how you doing, man? Hey, Bill. Hey, what's um, up? Yeah, way out, here in, way out here in Tucson, we could smell the stench of that game. It was awful. And I, I called for Joe Barry to be part after the after the Giants game. I mean, just look him up on Wikipedia or wherever. He's got a dismal track record. Wasn't he mm-hmm. at the winless uh, yep. Detroit when he was Detroit DC Lions? There? Yeah, right. Uh, you know, so there's something we learn in business. You don't hire your friends 
the key position. So that's, that's on LaFleur. And the other thing in business that we do is benchmarking. You tear apart your uh, competitors' products. I mean, do these guys ever look at Belichick? You know, he, he'll put 10 guys on the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's coming. Um, we we got to... Barry's got to go. I mean, that scheme is just ridiculous. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not one usually to st- sit down and start calling for coaches to be fired, but it's it, Joe Barry, it's time for him to go. I, I, I completely agree with that. And, and appreciate the phone call. If anybody's ever listened to the program, hopefully he's okay, and I think the smoke alarm just went off. Um, if you've ever listened to the program, I will defend a coach 99 times out of 100. I've just come to the point where – I've now come to a lot of people's side to say, yeah, it's time. When you see the same thing over and over again, nothing changes, same mistakes, same philosophy. And, and we talked about it with Eric Branchek before. When you see a coach say, this is my philosophy. Well, okay, but it doesn't work with the scheme. you. It doesn't work with the personnel you have. It doesn't work in the game's circumstance. You can see it. You know, I don't look, I don't claim to be some kind of savant when it comes to breaking down the all 22. I, I look at it. I can see certain things. I back it up. I fast forward it. I back it up. I fast forward it. I back it up. I fast forward it. I can see what guys are doing inside, outside. I can see some of the stuff that when, when they break it down with Dan Orlovsky or whomever on, say, get up and they do it with the gang on, on good morning football and they show different plays. You know, I can say, oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that's okay. They're validating what I'm looking at. I learned from that. But when you and I are sitting here watching a game, we're like, okay, I I don't understand when you're you're not pressing at the line of scrimmage, but you're going to rush six and you're giving Tannehill the ability to just drop back a couple of steps and throw it and get rid of it before even your pass ruts gets to him. You're negating what it is you're doing up front because you're playing soft coverage on the outside. I, I just, I, it, it's an obvious get. That's why you can say, you know what, it, it's you, time to time to change, time to change. Uh, let's go to Joe listening to us in Green Bay. Joe, how you doing, man? What's the mood today in Green Bay? Very, very good, Bill. Uh, I love your show. I love how you say it. Uh, it's real. When your first hour, I just loved how you were ranting and going on. Because that's exactly how I feel. I think, though, a couple things. First is when you look at the talent on this team, look at your two alphas. On defense, Jair Alexander, he's not performing like no alpha. Your alpha on the offensive side, Aaron Rodgers, he's not performing like an alpha. There is not that much talent on this team. My big concern, and we talk about Joe Barry all the time, is the head coach, Matt LaFleur, doesn't have a clue. You look at him. And you, you look at him on the sidelines, he doesn't look like a coach. I mean, just look at the things he did in the last couple of weeks, the calls in Dallas at the end of the game, the timeouts he used at the end of the first half yesterday, the cutting a guy and then t- telling you that they cut the guy because he had a bad attitude, basically. Just cut him. Don't You don't have to go into anything. That's just low, I think, to do that as a coach. I just think that he is not a good coach crying after Dallas game in the locker room or being emotional, whatever it is, don't you have to try and hold an even keel the best you can? You can be excited, but an even keel is usually a better leader. 
Um, I guess I'm just getting a little frustrated thinking that Matt LaFleur, 13 and 3, 13 and 3, but 2 and 3 in the playoffs. I think I'd rather be 25 and 17 in regular season and a little better record in the playoffs. I uh, and, and appreciate the phone call. Let me deal with all of this because I first of all uh, the, the playoff record. I completely agree. I like look. It was great to be thirteen and three and get there, but you got to do something when you get there. And when you have the team that you've had and you've faltered the way you have, it's horrific. Now, when they made it to the NFC Championship game and to go to San Francisco, I didn't think they were going to win that game anyway. Okay, I, that, that one I okay. You got there. You had a great season. You had a build back after the year in which they fired Mike McCarthy. Great job. That's a great job. The next year, you had everything going for you, man. You had it all right there. And between you and Aaron Rodgers, you kind of peed it away. Kind of did. Last year was a pathetic display. You held on to a special teams coach you knew sucked. You didn't change anything. It kept going downward. We kept screaming about it. You just ignored it. Just ignored it. Let it go. Let it go. Your defense actually played really well. I couldn't blame Joe Barry for that one because they played really, really well. But your offense, awful. Your inability to adjust your offensive line after you put guys there and you didn't want to hurt feelings and this and that. This is not about that. Yes, there are times to hang on to a locker room. But when you're playing for championships, that's not it. That is, everybody has to understand, we're putting the best guys we have, which is why yesterday, when your back is against the wall and you absolutely positively need this game, and you run a, after a 10-minute drive where everybody offensively is on the sideline resting, you have to, because it's just his turn, you have to run A.J. Dillon out there. When your best weapon is sitting on the sideline, I, that's unforgivable. That's dumb is what that is. And, and that's the reason I I got upset. I I'm like this is this is a joke. You got a defensive coordinator who doesn't. He's just going down soft. Go down swinging. I'd appreciate that. And I've said that. I said that the week prior. I said that in the in the Cowboys game. I appreciate the mix-up. They didn't look great, but at least they went down swinging. Man, they looked energized. I can appreciate that. Last night, pfft. and then. <laughs> The play calling, wasting of timeouts. Five minutes to go in a game when you desperately need timeouts. You don't have any. Same problem, same thing. Week in, week out, waste timeouts. And then at the end of the game, when you desperately need them, you don't have them. You know, just same old mistakes. And to me, that's an aptitude. It's bad coaching. Bad coaching. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, coming up in just a few, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. Our buddy Kevin listening to us in Mosley says, Good morning, Bill. Simple explanation why fans are mad at you for saying that they can't boo. Uh, I know uh, you don't care for Colin Cowherd, neither do I, but remember something he said a while back at ESPN. He said that everybody loves honesty expect, except when it's about their team. That certainly applies here. Have a great day. That's Kevin and Mosley. Uh, that I agree with. I get it. People don't want to hear it. You're screaming what you're 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 kind of you know expressing loudly their sentiment. They just don't want to say it. They want to act like I'm a fan. Well, that's okay. So am I. Uh, this is from Dennis. Says Bill, you're 100 spot on. That Joe Barry totally incompetent as a defensive coordinator. We all knew that the day the floor hired him. The players bust their asses but can't overcome a bad scheme, bad play calling. LaFleur is 100% at fault for hiring him, keeping him on, and uh, the same as he was with Mo Drayton when we all knew that was bad as too, as well. Uh, and as you said, LaFleur, without Hackett and Getzey, has become inept as a play caller with zero confidence. Who the hell was actually in charge of putting the game plans together for the first three years? 
who really was in charge of play calling for the first three years. This team under LaFleur is undisciplined, and the accountability to players and coaches is absent. I believe the players have lost our respect for LaFleur, and he's lost the locker room. I think Goody has given LaFleur a pretty talented team. Poor coaching has led to this fiasco. LaFleur and Barry are in way over their heads and need to be replaced during the bye week. Rich Basaccia and Jerry Gray are the leaders and disciplinarians this team needs to gain some respect for to move forward and stop the embarrassment that LaFleur and Barry have brought to us. Murphy, please do your job. That is from Dennis. Dennis, appreciate the email. Uh, and he also says Coach LaFleur has been thoroughly exposed. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Mike Clemens, our guy, coming up. We're going to talk to him and round out this program. Stay right where you're at. The best 45 minutes of your week and the explanations and the breakdown and inside Lambeau Field, inside the locker room, they're about to hit you square right in the grill. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by good friends at Growth Law Firm, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com, growthlawfirm.com, growthlawfirm.com, protecting bikers' rights here in the state of Wisconsin. Big supporter of the Fisher House Poker Ride as well. Love them. Good people over at Growth Law Firm, growthlawfirm.com. Stay tuned. More after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Rodgers, deep drop, over the middle, too high. Nine and a half to go. Steps up, downfield, ooh, an incomplete on third down. Dancing around, throws, and incomplete. There's got to be an urgency, and I challenged everybody in the locker room, including myself and, and the coaches. There's got to be something that we, every individual, has something to work on and get better at. Whether it's a coverage bust defensively, whether it's protection busts, and or any type of mistake in regards to the mental errors, that's extremely disappointing, especially where we're at in the season. I mean, quite frankly, what we even when we are all on the same page, we're not executing to the level that we need to. And that's why we're sitting here you know, freaking four and seven. Those are the words of Al Michaels play by play last night for Amazon prime and uh, Matt LaFleur. And uh, this portion of the program and our guy, Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay motel, green Bay, quiet, cozy, comfortable. And they are a mile from Lambeau field. Perfect for a family stay. Get in there all cozy and nice and warm and, Snug in a bed, family restaurant right there featuring home-style cooking seven days a week. They're on South Military Avenue in Green Bay. You can call them for reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441. Go online, go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. Our buddy Mike Clemens now joining us to wrap up uh, the show. And, Mike, uh, man, it just uh, the aftermath still stings because we know what last night meant. We know it's almost basically a mathematic impo- mathematical impossibility for them to get to the postseason, but there's still a glimmer of hope. But I, it just it, it, last night was just a bad night. What time did we get done with calls in the postgame show, like 11 or midnight or so last night? Midnight, midnight, yeah. So I had, uh, you know, I've got three or four other reporters who are working and I go to the visitor's locker room first to do something for the network, and I go to the Packers' locker room, and I dip into some of the press conferences. And then, you know, we get back in the office, and we pile all this stuff together. It's almost like a kid coming home from, 
from uh, Halloween trick or treating, and you got all these goodies yeah. to go through, right? Right. I left. I didn't leave the stadium until four o'clock this morning. Wow. There was, a, there was a lot of good quotes, a lot of interesting interviews that we listened back to a couple more times and sort of compared notes. And I I leave the stadium, and from where we are in that little media area, you really don't know what's going on outside. We're in sort of a bunker, and I open the door, and the snow is just blowing down hard. And I'm walking to uh, where our auxiliary media lot is right now, and as I'm just thinking, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers. We, we have spent... Uh, 10, 11 weeks talking about well, what really then is the identity of this team? What did they, what did the, what was the plan last spring, in terms of adding even more to defense, and getting a real deal special teams coordinator, and maybe getting some free agents to help on special teams. By the way, Keyshawn Nixon and his returns, that should have been done a month ago. Yeah. A month ago. Yep. Yep. I agree. And, and it just it dawned me the identity of this football team is Aaron Rodgers. You're paying him fifty million dollars to be this extraordinary quarterback that covers all of your other spots, and he's not playing even close to that right now. And he has Aaron Rodgers starts out the season and they you know they they get smoked by the Vikings pretty much because of your defense. But then you get, you know you go up and down and you get some wins going and you're trying to get your young receivers into the game and 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 you and you're shuffling your offensive line. You're waiting for Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins to come back essentially week after week. But then you go to London and on the last play of the game, this guy jacks up his thumb. They're one and six since the thumb injury. That's it. Yeah. That's really it, Bill. They're not scoring points. They're one and six. Since the thumb injury, and then last night Rogers took a bunch of questions. That you know, when you see Sammy Watkins over the middle, and the ball goes sailing, we're so trained to think, well, Watkins clearly must have run the wrong route there, right? Right. Or Alan Lazard is 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 wide open on a third down. He's looking over his shoulder, and the ball just goes sailing over his head. Robert Tunyon, Robert Tunyon runs good crisp routes, and he's watching the ball sail over his head. So you ask Aaron Rodgers who's taking some questions on some of these missed throws against the Titans last night. Aaron, why do you think you guys missed some of those wide-open plays downfield today? Uh, I mean, I missed a couple throws for sure. What happened on that third down to Lazard? Uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't see exactly where the ball was. Um, had some people in my face, but I feel like I probably should hit that one. Got to throw a better ball. What happened on the, uh, the one to Sammy across, across the middle? Yeah, I just missed the throw. I'm not going to make excuses about my thumb. It's been the same since New York. I don't know. I got to go back and look at it. I felt like fundamentally I was, you know, in a good spot, but just didn't have the same type of uh, consistent grip and ball coming out the same way. I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight, so there was some wind, but just missed a few throws. I should have had. I mean, definitely the one to Sammy and and the one to Allen for sure. It's not often you get booed. What's it like hearing those? Um, interesting. You know, Mike, uh, and I talked about that earlier, the interesting comment, when he had an opportunity to say, you know what, they should have. We didn't play well. I didn't play well. Coach didn't coach as well. I mean, he could have gone on and on, and and he just said, oh, interesting. It's because almost like he, he's... You know why? It's because he drives himself so hard. He works on himself all the time. He's not going to reveal that he probably actually should not be out there right now with this hand. 
trying to throw footballs in the winter and a little bit of snow coming down. And so he probably feels like he's being underappreciated rather than supported. Like, I have brought you people wins for 18 years, and you're really? You're going to boo me? I don't think they were booing him. Yeah, I don't think they were specifically booing him. I think they were booing play calling, and I think they were booing the defense. Yeah, booing the overall product. Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I know he might have taken it personally, but I don't. I don't think they were booing him. To be honest with you, not at that point. Hey, Mike, let me ask you this. I'll ask you flat out: Is the thumb broke? He just all, all he said one time was that uh, he squared looked at somebody in the eye and says, "Look, it's hurt." Like when someone's saying, yeah, "Is it is it uh, fractured or bruised or what?" It's hurt. That's all he said. Yeah. I mean, he talks about having to have. Up to two hours of treatments on Wednesdays. Uh, he took one Wednesday off and then didn't have a very good game that week. But, um, yeah, most of these weeks he's taken Wednesday practice off and spent that two hours trying to get treatments, trying to get the blood going, whatever it is. So I, yeah. you know, dislocated, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. All I know is that that's not Aaron Rodgers that's been playing quarterback for the last seven games. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, his best game against the Cowboys, he only had to throw it, what, 20 times? And the, and the good part is is that how they have brought along the running game and how well Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon can perform, you know, when given the chance and when they've got things clicking. So, so then, of course, typical Aaron Rodgers, it's not just the fact that I'm missing targets on third down. It's also the whole operation, you know. I'm not getting the plays in fast enough. Um, you know, maybe if we did change, maybe I could change my cadence a little bit. I mean, when Aaron Rodgers misses a throw, he doesn't just say, wow, my hand still hurts. He'll go back and look at the film and look at his footwork because he begin, he, he believes, and, uh, you know, and he's, he's right, according to the quarterback coaches, a good throw begins with your feet and where your feet are planted. And and the and the torque and the and what you're getting out of your core all the way up through your body to the index finger as it releases and and puts the spin on the football. But listen to this, man. You know now, where while he's yelling at Lafleur during games and whatnot, when you ask him, is there other things you could do like no huddle or, you know, maybe if you change your cage, would that help? And he starts quoting Mike McCarthy. I just think anytime you're in a funk offensively, this is, you know, what Mike and I used to talk about. If it was, you know, two, maybe three series where you're just not moving the ball efficiently, uh, changing the tempo after maybe the first play of the drive is a way to just keep the defense, uh, you know, having to make quick calls. You're playing at home, you can a lot of times hear most of the calls. Um, So a good way to just get some plays quickly and get that urgency maybe. Picking up a little bit. The few times we went on a quick count, you hit Kabi for across the middle for like 30, and and we had another positive play in the run game as well. So maybe I just got to mix up some of the cadences a little bit too. Um, but we got to get you know substitutions in out the huddle a little, a little better. And you know if we do up tempo, that can just stay in the same personnel. And we've you know we've had success over there is doing that in the season in some of the uh, some of the call situations. Um, you know, Mike, uh, like I said, all but mathematically eliminated last night. If, if Wayne was going to say anything regarding the season, I think last night he could have thrown the dagger for sure. So now what? You know, 
two, three weeks ago, when I w- was wondering about the, you know, what he's got working with, with that hand and the thumb, it's like, well, maybe they should be playing Jordan Love. Now it looks more apparent. Maybe they should have just picked a game. Maybe the Lions game where he ended up throwing, what, three picks? Just put in Jordan Love for a week and give him one week of rest on that thing. Uh, but, of course, that sends everybody – would just send everybody crazy and it probably would drive Rodgers nuts. He would probably refuse to let that happen. I mean, that's, that's the problem. Any other quarterback – any other quarterback, this guy, they would be resting. They, mm-hmm. they would bring in the backup and say, look, you heal for the next two weeks, and then, you know, if you get better, then we'll, we'll look at this thing at the second half. And who knows? Maybe he would have got a couple of, of games in last night. But in the meantime, um, you know, at the end of the night, Aaron Rodgers gets questions like this. Where do you go from here, Aaron? Home. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back a lot more of Mike Clemens. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Out of the pistol this time. And he's going to throw it. He's going to throw it. And it's Austin Hooper for the touchdown. So. The entire defense has to be thinking about a run in that situation. And what happens here? Henry, with a big smile from Vrabel, who knows what it's like to catch a touchdown pass. He did it tons of times through his career. Well, you're so worried about stopping Derrick Henry. Everybody's coming up to stop him. The linebackers, the safeties. Obviously, the last thing you're expecting is the big fella to do a jump pass for a touchdown. Uh, felt great, man. I got two of them now, so uh, that's three? I thought I was two. Damn. You know, I call myself a young Peyton Manning, so it felt good, and I was happy uh, Hoop caught it and we were able to score. I'm like, damn, I got to make it. I got to make it. Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, Derrick Henry. Titans beat the Packers last night. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats. Uh, I'll tell you this. You can order your turkey. Still get it. He'll pick, you can pick it up next week. He'll get it for you. But uh, you got to get a hold of Paul Roberts. Go to robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. And maybe you're going to do something else. Maybe you can do roasts or pork or whatever it happens to be. He's got it. He is your hometown butcher. That is robertsspecialtymeatswaukesha.com. Mike Clemens joining us on the line. And, Mike, I'll say this, that uh, defense last night uh, made Ryan Tannehill look like Joe Montana up until that Rasul Douglas pick. Yeah, that, that was a very nice pick by Rasul Douglas uh, over the middle. But, no, man, Tannehill uh, moving the ball down the field. He was 22 of 27 last night, had the two touchdowns. Then he let Derrick Henry throw a touchdown pass. You know, that was a great play call. Vrabel and his, his team um, – not afraid to run a couple of trick plays like that in a tight ball game. Uh, and that that one came midway through the third quarter. And, you know, this is a Titans team that went into the game last night missing five of their starters, including their, their center, their center and their offensive line. Uh, and Tannehill had missed two weeks with an ankle injury. They battled back uh, uh, from a desperate Broncos team to beat them 17-10 to 10 last, last Sunday. And so Tannehill, uh, after the game, talked about getting a win when you got five starters out with injury and still being able to beat the Packers on the road on Thursday night football. 
Yeah, we're a resilient group. We've said it all year. We faced a lot of adversity, and this week was no different. Coming on a short week, banged up, had some guys out. You know, we set our intentions on Monday. Came into the building uh, after a hard-fought game on Sunday. Got ourselves ready to go early in the week. Set our mind uh, that we we're going to come up here and, and win this game, and we did exactly that. I'll tell you this, I love Rabel for what he did. He pounded those guys early this week, told them this is what we have to do. It's a business trip, the whole thing. Fundamentally, they don't have a lot of superstars, but a fundamentally sound team, specifically up front defensively. Uh, One coach, like the one in Green Bay, would say, oh, you know, stay home, get your rest, and whatever. Rabel's got his Titans team all banged up, running gassers at 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon, the day after the Sunday game against the Broncos. He's a tough guy. They have a lot of injuries. But everybody plays tough football there. They do everything hard. They they hit hard. They practice hard. That's you know. And and Lafleur came from that team, so he knows what Vrabel's like. I think it was just interesting where once again Lafleur's up against this time one of his former bosses. So you know your Packers uh, offensive run game had over 200 yards against a tough uh, Cowboys defense last Sunday night. Total production from Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, and one little run from uh, Christian Watson, 56 yards, 56 yards. And Jeffrey Simmons is a guy who Rodgers talked about, about how much he respects him at defensive tackle, leading the Titans uh, front four. And I talked to Simmons, big guy, about six foot five, 305 pounds. By the way, I was looking at Derrick Henry taking his cleats off. Derrick Henry, number 22, has the largest biceps I think I've ever seen. It's just, yeah. it's unbelievable. Certainly if you have a huge package. Yeah. He's got a huge package. That's right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he does. But I went to Simmons, and he, he, Bill, he said this three times to reporters. All he wanted to do was stop the run. They, they, they didn't care about the Packers receivers. All they wanted to do was stop the run, hurry up the quarterback, and – Getting pressure on the quarterback was tough even for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's hard for any quarterback in the league, so I think that's our mindset. Like I said, stop the run, and we know we can we get out of anybody when it comes down to, you know, pass rush. I have a lot of confidence in my guys up front. Vrabel, like you said, he didn't care. He just wanted to stop Aaron Jones. He believes that that's their best weapon on the field pretty much at all times, and that's what they concentrated on. Yeah. And and he was very pleased with the response he got from his defense. Stop the run, which was a huge key this week. You know, I felt like guys executed. We protected uh, the quarterback for the most part. There's a lot of really good things. Player, give all give all the credit to the players on a short week. We were the more physical team on a short week. Um, I, I guess, Mike, you know, <laughs> the passing game. I, I don't know whether to feel like if I'm a wide receiver to feel disrespected. Or to feel like uh, maybe we're just really not that good. You know, Alan Lazard um, it was, you know, sort of became like. Remember, he and Rogers were hanging out together, you know, in London, and it was like I think Rogers even made a quip like, "Yeah, well, that's WR one now." It's you know, I'm hanging out with my number one receiver guy, so we'll, we'll hang right. out together in London. And but Lazard's not playing that well. He's, you know, he's had he's had his fair share of drops as well he uh, when i've talked before i i think it was really disappointing that when when Devonte adams leaves and the door is wide open for you to come and establish yourself and frustrated that the team was not offering more than a one-year extension 
Lazard decided not to report until the mandatory minicamp in June, while Randall Cobb and Aaron Jones and other guys like that are there every day. So Lazard uh, had a group of reporters around him, and it was asked, what did the Titans do to stop the Packers' offense last night? They just stopped us on the first and second down with the plays that we were calling, um, put us in third and long. I don't think they did anything too crazy um, as far as like manipulating us or anything. It was just failure of execution. This feeling has obviously been a habitual feeling throughout the season and stuff, so um, revisiting it um, is just frustrating. I'm going to enjoy the weekend, try to flush this out, take a little mental break, and um, come back Monday and um, be our correction to go from there. In the meantime, you got the defense. They did a pretty good job on Derrick Henry, you know, just barely over three yards a carry, which is pretty solid considering what you know he's capable of doing. But, man, uh, they did leave that soft zone with the outside guys open. They left short passes open. I mean, Alan, or, uh, Tannehill, if you look at his spray chart early on in that game, it was all you know like seven yards or less. It wasn't like he was going downfield at time. Derrick Henry's biggest gain carrying the rock was for uh, nine yards. He did, though, however, break free on that uh, screen play um, and, and ran down the middle of the field and, uh, and made a pretty good gain there. Uh, was that uh, was it 22 yards he got or 42 yards? 42, 42 yards. yards. Yeah, over, over the middle. Um, Quay Walker uh, had like a dozen combined tackles last night. And uh, Chris Barnes was in there with him. But I think last night some of the veterans finally nudged the rookie, number seven, to say, hey, it's your turn to talk now after a game. So Quay Walker, who left the game with a, a shoulder injury, said, did you guys focus too much on Derrick Henry and not the Titans' pass game? Uh, yeah, I think they were pretty much planning that we was going to try to stop the run uh, just because of the guy that he is and – you know, a lot of people were speaking negatively about us, a run defense and everything like that. So our main mindset was to focus in and lock in on the run, but uh, of course stop the pass as well. But they completed some huge passes for, you know, huge games. Is there a disconnect between the players and what they want to do versus what Joe Barry is actually calling? I think there is. You know, the thing about Joe Barry is I was sitting through another one of his press conferences, and we're in there with like 20 minutes with him. He took about a dozen questions, and week after, he never, ever challenges a player, ever. He never says, oh, you know, this guy could do a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. You know, I tried to ask him about Jonathan Garvin, and who's clearly had been underperforming the first couple of months to the point where they, he was a healthy scratch when he should have been up and active as not only a, a backup outside linebacker, this is before they lost for Sean, but on special teams. And all Joe Barry would say is, well, you know, he's a rotational player for us. Not put, I mean, Jerry Montgomery, the defensive line coach in the past, he says, we need to see more from this guy doing this or doing that. Joe Barry, and, and I, I wonder if he's just, all he does is just talk about how talented these players are and it's his job to put them in the right position, which sort of is what the head coach does a little bit too. So you don't ever hear these guys calling out their players, at least challenging them in front of the media. And so you talk to Quay Walker and say, well, what do the players think that you need to do, be doing more on defense? 
I think on majority of them, I think we got to hurry up and get to the quarterback. Um, just a lot of DBs to, you know what I'm saying, just to take stress off of them. It's our job to get to the quarterback, and that's pretty much it. Just execute. I want to say. What's the, the emotion like? Uh, as you can tell, it's quiet. Um, it's going to be quiet after a loss. Um, going from last week to this week, uh, it was, uh, I can't quite say, but uh, you can tell by the energy. Uh, we don't want to lose it, especially at home. What is it that you think is not increasing the execution or improving the execution? I think it just it just following us on defense, uh, including myself. When I say execution, I put a lot of stuff on myself, uh, regardless if I was right or wrong. I just, you know, this is something I probably could have did better, whether if I was blitzing, I could have won my one-on-one, whatever the case may be. Uh, so that's how I look at it. But, of course, we're going to face different quarterbacks. It's going to be good. It's the NFL. So we got to come prepared, and we just got to do our job as a defense to, you know, get off the field and From stuff like that. From on the field, does it feel like the defense is improving execution every week? Uh, I think we're improving, but we still got a long ways to go. Uh, it's always something we can get better at, and we're trying to do so. Is it sinking in, Mike, that this, this season's pretty much done? Yeah, and, I, you know, I don't think uh, a Packers fan should be expecting, like, you go 13 win seasons three years in a row, and it should be that or better this year. If they were if they were 500, if they had played better in most of these games or scored points, and, they, and of course they haven't been blown out in any of these games, but um, statistically it sure feels that way. And Adrian Amos was asked about, you know, that, hey, you know, you can't have 13 win seasons every year. You know what I'm saying? All we do is fight. I mean, every season ain't the 13-3 blow everybody out. It's, we got a season like that, and all we can do is try one out. When you're playing gaps and you hold Derrick Henry to under 100 yards and biggest carry is 10 yards, does that give the quarterback more time to throw back there or more time for them to complete something in an explosive game? I don't think so, because like I said, a lot of I feel like a lot of y'all. So we got we got a screen that had a, a big game, and then a lot of third downs. You're not playing hard for the run on third down. We we just didn't execute on third down. So um, I want to say that, like I said, we had a screen play, then we had the, the one play on um, Woods got open on the sidelines by itself. That was a big game, and then like I said, then third downs. So yeah, screen, yeah, two two chunks, and then that, that third down that that'll do it to you. One of the worst performances by the Packers, defensively speaking, uh, that drive in the second quarter specifically, just uh, that I can remember in a long time. And there was a was it was there a play where Jair Alexander just simply whiffed on an open field tackle? Yes, 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 there was. And you know, reminiscent of Darnell Savage just taking a pass on trying to tackle Josh Allen in the red zone. I mean. Jair Alexander's getting paid $21 million. He's supposed to be the, you know, the best corner, even though he's undersized in the NFL. And, you know, he's doing an ole on you right now. And so mm-hmm. he was asked point blank, is this the worst performance by Green Bay's defensive secondary so far this year? Yeah, I think it was. You know, it's just it's so much emphasis on stopping the run, you know. You know, those coverage busts, it just can't happen, you know. At this point, it—I it, mean, I, what, what do you want to say? You know, I mean, this this team still just continues to struggle, and and uh, it's almost—it's just like wash, rinse, repeat, Mike. We're talking about the same things, the same problems, gap assignments. We're talking about missed missed opportunities, missed assignments, guys that don't know where they're supposed to be, whiffing in open space and allowing plays to become bigger. It's 
It's been kind of the same. Let's do this real quick. We got Mike Clements with us. Uh, we got one more segment left in us uh, as we wrap up the week. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. To put on a performance like that, I just I don't even know what to say. Uh, there was nothing like few days ago um and that's why you're only as good as your last game and you gotta every time you step out on that field you gotta go out and do it and give credit to the titans they came ready to play they were they were obviously more physical and they made a lot more plays than we made welcome back to the program wrapping things up uh this hour and for the week with our guy mike clemens uh, up in green bay and Mike, uh, now you ask yourself, I mean, I, for all intents and purposes, I don't want to knock away anybody's enthusiasm, but this season's pretty much done. Now you start looking towards the future and trying to build on something here. But uh, if you're a Packer inside that locker room, you're trying to figure out how the hell do you climb out of this hole? Yeah, I'm thinking about how, you know, Matt LaFleur is not going to change as a kind of a player's coach. And you know what? He's got Brian Good- Goodkins to be the bad cop. You know, like they had that defensive lineman, Kingsley Kiki, that suddenly was not performing in the meetings or something and they just benched him for a couple of weeks and then they cut him when they they could last year or most recently kylan hill the running back who apparently yeah. was not paying attention after coming back from the acl but last night i went to randall cobb at his locker and this is the sad part bill if this team's not going to the super bowl that means that randall cobb's never going to get a ring you know he joined the packers after they won super bowl 45 right mercedes lewis you know guys like that they'll never get a ring and we talked to Cobb about trying to climb out of this four and seven hole. I've been in this position a few times. Um, you know, at this point in my career, I feel like I've seen a lot of different uh, things and season go uh, not the way you want it to, uh, but you, you have to figure out a way to find a way to win games and you give yourself an opportunity. And we keep li- digging the hole deep, deeper and deeper. Um, so until we can find a way to put some wins together uh it's it's not looking good you made a pretty quick turnaround how'd you feel tonight i felt great um you know i feel like i could have played last week had i not been on ir but i was so you know i'm i'm here now and you know i i put everything into um you know preparing myself uh to get back as fast as i could and um you know i'm ready what do you do with Randall Cobb? Because I tell you this, even though he is older, he's looked pretty good. He's had a hell of a, uh, if this is his final season in football, he's had a hell of a final season. And That guy got carted off thinking that his career was over when he heard that thing pop. Right. That ankle. Right. And he's back in a month. He's back in a month. Um, I, to me, Bill, people start saying about, well, start benching people. No. You keep going till you're mathematically eliminated. And then after that, maybe you do make some substitutions. But really, if you can win any game next week, that's one step closer to winning games next season and the year after that. You know, you're trying to find who the players are. And sometimes guys like Rasul Douglas, you know, they get opportunities. Or right now, Keyshawn Nixon, who said, I don't know why I, it wasn't working for me, the Raiders, but this is the best football I'm playing, and it happens to be here in Green Bay. Yep. Mike, great stuff. Uh, take the weekend off. Let's all relax a little bit and see what happens starting on Monday, okay? Talk to you then, Bill. Thank you, buddy. All right, buddy. Take care. Get home safe. There you go. That's our uh, own Mike Clemens. The week has come to an end. Now we've got some time. Rest, relax, watch some football this weekend. 
enjoy it. Emotionless, I guess, might be the best way to put it. Hopefully, there's some good games on the docket. I believe there is. Got some college hoops, pro hoops, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll be back at it again on Monday. Looking forward to it. That'll do it for us today, though. Hey, for everybody watching on the Bud Light live stream, thanks so much. You guys have been great. Girls have been great. We've had a great time. Last night, I think we set a record for people viewing the program. For those listening all throughout the great state of Wisconsin and Packer Nation and such all over the country, for that matter, thanks so much as well. Don't forget to download the Zone app. Until uh, we talk again on Monday, time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.